love you. Welcome back, Couch Potatoes. We're coming to you, uh, beaten, broken, bruised, and battered. Uh-huh. And we're, uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna get through this. We're just gonna get through this. It's another fun, exciting episode here on the couch. I am the Green Traveler from Gorge. I am the Faceless Leon. This is a podcast about movies and TV called Green and Faceless on the Couch. Uh, I am particularly going to be pretty low energy today. I have had some caffeine today, which I was allowed, but I wasn't allowed food. So here we are. I So a little buzzy and a little definitely not completely here, but I'm trying. Yeah, it's just one of those one of those experiments the government has to perform on you every other couple of years, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like I get all gloopy, you know, like when I don't eat, like the polymers stop sticking together. Yeah, so yeah. Well. A little drippy. A little drippy. Yeah. yeah. Not, not, well, you it's know, I'm gross. not like wet. No, not no. Like goopy. It's like Play-Doh left out. In it's kind of like mud. A little, bit, a little bit like drying mud. The dry, sure, like the dry shirt, dryer, like yeah. clay. It's it's like, yeah, yeah, dry, like half-dried clay. No, it's not even because it's not cracky. <laughs> it's more like silly putty when you put it in the car and then you open it again and it's all conformed to one side and you're like how the and I wasn't gonna <clears throat> I was gonna refer to you as silly putty but if that's what you want by all means it's the closest it is it's true I know you're I was silly. sensitive to it back in high school but <laughs> <laughs> I'm don't over. call me silly putty. <laughs> don't call me silly putty. God, oh, I just got a little bit of a flashback there. Oh no! <laughs> so we're talking about TV today. It's, yeah, we got no TV talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're talking about Midnight Mass. This came out a while ago. I don't remember. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's uh, it was definitely 2021. Was it 2021? Uh, yeah, it was not. It was not this year. Oh, I knew it wasn't this year. I just can't believe yeah. it was twenty twenty one. I thought it was out longer than that. It's it, it been on my list for quite some time. Right, same here. Because uh, the the director, and I would assume he probably wrote some of the episodes, if not all of them, is Mike Mike Flanagan. I love Mike Flanagan. He's one of the, my favorite names in horror right now. Um, in regards to movies, he did uh, Oculus. With Karen Gillan from uh, Doctor Who. Oh. Okay. Uh, it's a great one. Yeah, it's a good, it's a really fun one. Uh, he did Ouija Origins of Evil, which had no rights to be a good movie because Ouija, the first movie. Not so good. One. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the original movie, the original Ouija is just awful. It's so trash, but it's hilariously, it's not even hilariously really bad. I don't, I don't remember it being hilariously bad. I just remembered it being very disappointing. But I, I was going to go see Ouija Origins of Evil because I was like, this one will be funny bad. You know, yeah. it's a sequel to a really bad movie. If they're going to make another it one, is, it has to be real bad. They know what it is. And I was the only, the, the best part too is I was the only one in the theater because nobody was expecting anything out of this movie. So I was there. I was in the back row, right in the middle. It was incredibly dark. And I was like, all right, I'm going to see a hilariously bad movie. And then it started and I was like, oh, this isn't going to be funny. This is actually gonna be like scary, <laughs> like and it was it was pretty damn good. Like it had no reason it wasn't gonna be. It's not like an amazing horror film, but like it had no reason to be that good. 
So immediately I love Mike Flanagan for that. He's also done uh, some doc, uh, some Stephen King adaptations. He did Doctor Sleep and Gerald's Game. Well, both I of those. Watched either of those. Both are really pretty good. I loved them. But in regards to television, he did the haunt, uh, the Haunting of Hill House a that couple years back. Very good. <laughs> yeah, and and it's follow up Bly Manor, but I haven't seen I haven't that one. Seen that. Or maybe it's not Bly Manor. I don't remember what's called. Bly Manor but. It sounds right. Yeah, something like that. Haunting of Bly Manor, maybe. But The Haunting of Hill House was, like, brilliant fucking television. I love that show. That was really good. You know, I secret review of that. I sometimes have sleep paralysis. It hasn't happened in quite some time, actually. Yeah. But I had, after watching that, I did one time have a hallucination of that character in that show. Secret review of that. It's terrifying. Sleep. I've never had sleep paralysis. I've had it once. And it was after the show, and it was more frightening because of the show. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that that's pretty disturbing shit right you there have, in that show. Like, <laughs> I feel like every time I watched an episode, I would have an episode of sleep paralysis. Yeah. Like, I feel like my brain was, like, forcing me into that state. But I definitely had it before the show. Yeah. Uh, the first time I remember having it was in that apartment our sophomore year. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. <clears throat> Take me out to the living room. Take me out to my chair. Hand me the clicker and turn on the tube. I don't care if we even eat food for It's the faceless pitch. Yeah, I'll it's take true. it down a notch for that. And you, you you don't care even if we don't eat food. Remember that. Oh no, I do actually really care. <laughs> I'm so hungry. I've, I've I've had to eat chicken broth. I say eat. I've been drinking it from a mug. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's rough, man. I know you know. I hate fasting. It sucks. Anyhow, me and my wife just finished watching this show called Ghosts. And it's great. It's about Allison Cooper, who inherits a house uh, called Button Manor or Button House. And uh, her husband, Mike Cooper, and her decide to... Oh, it's not... Oh. What? <laughs> I thought it was Alice Cooper, the, the, yeah, the, her name, the rocker. Yeah, no, I know. That's a funny... I don't know <laughs> if that's like a joke... For these people, you had but, you had sold me. It was like I was like I was thinking the rocker with with, with ghosts. Be, I was like, all right, cool. I like this show. That would be also awesome. Uh, Allison Cooper <laughs> had snake too. is played by Charlotte Ritchie, and her husband Mike is played by Kel Smith Bynu. I'm sorry if that's wrong, guys. But anyhow, they inherit this house, as I said. And uh, it is haunted by all sorts of ghosts, including um, some distant relative of hers uh, named Fanny Button. Uh, that's not her <laughs> first name. Lady Fanny Button is what she's billed as, played by Martha Howe Douglas. And there is a captain from World War II. There's uh, an old MP named Julian Fawcett. 
and he died with his pants off, so he's eternally pantsless. <laughs> oh, man. I was going to say, is there a kitchen sink, too, since his name is Fawcett? But no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's a poet named Thomas Thorne. I... I really want to give all these characters credit, but there's there's just so many of them. I love them all. Uh, I, I would have to say that my favorite of the ghosts is Mary, played by Katie Wicks. She plays someone who uh, was burnt at the stake at a witch trial. And it, it's just her the way that she uses broken old English is just so good. It's just so good. Nice. So... We just can't recommend this show enough. It's about uh, Allison and Mike getting to know these ghosts in the house and while they're also trying to make it like a wedding venue kind of thing and uh, also live there. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. And there's some people out there who are like really fucking confused because when I said ghosts, they were thinking, but wait, I saw this show. It's the same show. You just described the same show, but with a completely different cast. And that's because in 2001, they decided to bring it over to America. Like they always do. Yeah. And I have no idea what this show is like, if it's any good. So don't, don't, if you've seen this show and you didn't like it, not to say that it's bad, because I don't know. I have no opinion. I just found out before doing the episode that this show existed don't judge the original bbc show on this because it's excellent i we literally finished watching it like two days ago and i already started watching it again with uh, a friend of ours because we're like you have to watch this show nice what do you think uh definitely is it a long like is it it's definitely over with then right i don't know that it's over with uh but it it has Three seasons on HBO Max, and it do 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 do. I, I could have for a fourth season. I don't know. The third season was super funny, so I I kind of hope it has gotcha. a fourth season. But who knows? Yeah, like it, it's another one of those. Like maybe I'll just wait until they're done with the story. Then sure, there's it's only like, yeah. twenty one episodes so far. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah it's just like I, I have so like limited. Just brain space to keep like a, a running tally of what shows I'm trying to stay up with to date with. I tried so hard in college with like all the CW shows because I loved the DC world, but it just, it, it, I don't know, it boiled up to a point where all my days was like, oh, I, there's no episode of this. I got to make sure I watch right. this now. And yeah, so it's, it's best if I just wait until I know for certain that things are done and then just try to binge them then. Yeah. Cause it's like Doctor Who. That's that's the one show that I, well, I guess Critical Role now too, but like I, I haven't caught up with that. But Doctor Who is like the one show that I'm just like, you're the one I'm going to stay with, ride or die. Ride everything or die. else, everything else will be played by ear. But that definitely sounds entertaining, and I always love the BBC. So I yeah, mean, obviously, I love the, the BBC. Comedy, it was just it got me. every single fucking beat. I I laughed at the jokes, and I nice. think I laugh a little bit easier than you. But it's just. You also know that I have my own brand of humor, and the potatoes out there, I guess, probably know that too. But yeah, it just hit me. It hit me in the good place, and there's a little bit of feels too. But I think I've talked about the good place on this show. 
it, it yeah. doesn't outrank that for me, but it's gotten pretty close on the, hey, I can watch this at fucking any point. So you're all about the afterlife. That's that's the way to your heart oh, for the TV shows. Maybe that's it. You like well, that? You like that good, good death there. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is, this is the kind of show, for, like, made for me. Uh, Midnight Mass. If we're yes. gonna jump, we're jump, jump to straight Midnight to Midnight Mass. Mass. The, this is now the main event. If you needed to get yeah. some popcorn, that's too bad. Um, yeah, you should have done a it. Soda pop break a little bit later because I did that really fast. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. I I feel like there are things I want to talk about spoiler wise. So that's when we'll we'll take a little break then. That sounds good, but. Yeah, here with with Midnight Mass, as I said, tailor made for one green traveler. Let's be honest, because so one, as I just mentioned with your with your pitch to segue from that a bit, it's it's a limited show. It's it's like what six, seven, seven, eight episodes, like seven. Yeah, it's 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 over. It's done. If they want to do a second season, I guess they can do that, but I don't see them wanting to given Mike Flanagan's history of doing these like beautiful little mini series and horror. He just wants to do a story and then be done. And I'm for it. Yeah. For fucking real. That is how it should be. Doctor who can go on for 60 plus years. I'm okay with that. Yeah. If you have a concept that can do it, then that's fine. Yeah. But you got to have yeah. a plan. And, and most other television shows just need to know when there is an out. It just yes. needs to know what the end of the story is. And it's got to, it's just got to figure out how I to stop it. The one a big wink, wink, the supernatural. And I just wanted to, to rip off the bandaid there. Cause I think that's who you're talking to. Yeah. One there, there's certainly one of them. They are <laughs> one of the ones that irritate me. Like, I'm sorry. I don't watch supernatural. I've watched the first two seasons. And it was enough for me to know the no. first four seasons and it was starting to get pretty good, but we had a, a falling out with the person I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> that might also be why I don't like the show. <laughs> but no, it's just. It, it, if 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 you're gonna do a sh- even a television show, like the the difference with television shows and movies is television show has that benefit of of aiding from the feedback of the audience. So like you know they they put them out one season at a time, and throughout that season they can read what's working well with the audience pretty freaking well, especially with the internet nowadays. So when they come out with season two, they can fix the errors, they can work on the plots better, they can do whatever the audience wanted them to do. That's the beauty of television. However, even if there are so many people loving your show, you have to know what the end is. Yeah. You have to know that there's an end in sight. Even if it's going to piss off your fans, you have to come to a point where it's, that's the story, that we're done. And, yeah. you know, like, even though I don't like the ending to, like, shows like Penny Dreadful, I do respect Penny Dreadful for being like, that was the story we wanted to tell. There's no more. Yeah. Even though you clearly know that there is so much fucking more, there there's no more. We're not doing series. more. I don't remember what it's called, but it's in... America. Oh, interesting. It just has to have an end. And that's the beauty of Midnight Mass is it's got a fucking end. And I hate it. I hate the ending so much. But I do. I do. And we'll talk about it behind the spoiler wall. But it doesn't it doesn't hurt the film because again it's it's tailor made for me. Two things I love. And um I have to do a blanket apology to all Catholics listening here. I myself am an atheist. And I'm not, I'm going to try very hard to be respectful of people's beliefs, but this is a very Catholic show, mm-hmm. and it presents Catholicism as it is, which is very much in parallel with occults and occultism. 
There's so much in, in conjunction with those two. And that is, that is like the main focus of this show is like parceling out like this whole religion. And there's also vampires. <laughs> so it's beautiful. I fucking love it. Like it's perfect for me because it's like, it's not. I think it handles Catholicism very respectfully. The Mike Flanagan and the crew. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, they definitely knew what they were talking about. They definitely, if they weren't Catholics themselves, they did a lot of fucking research on it. Because, like, I don't know, they present everything beautifully. Like, you had a story about your uh, your wife watching it. Yeah, she, okay, so in the first episode. 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 Episode pop. Okay, so um, in the first episode, we have Father Paul show up, played by Hamish Linklater. He comes in to uh, take over the parish while Monsignor Pruitt is on the mainland getting some uh, some medical help because he is old yeah. old man. And, yeah, and, it, uh, and that medical help comes immediately after his nice long trip to Jerusalem. Yeah. Uh, and like the town, like you get hints that the town knew that his mind was slipping, but they loved him. So they, they, you know, they covered for him and stuff in it. Yeah. It's actually, that part was actually really sweet. I thought that was very nice. I, I, I like the, the crock pot. I don't remember what it's actually, Crockett. It's called Crockett. It's an island community. <laughs> I really enjoyed the intertwined feeling of that community. There was some nice yeah. parts and there was some bad parts. Namely, with Bev Keen, uh, Samantha. Oh, she's so amazing. Uh, Sloan. Yeah, I just, right. and immediately up front, having mentioned just those two actors, mm-hmm. I just want to say their performances are fucking brilliant. Hamish Linklater and Samantha Sloan. Just amazing. Magnificent. Yes. Great performances from both uh, of them. Bev plays every Karen that you've ever met. No. Yes. She plays a very hyper-religious woman who uh, uses her belief to ma- manipulate those around her. And it's it's yeah. like in a way that's almost obvious, but she gets away with it because the community, the entire community is with the Catholic Church. If they weren't, they yeah. grew up with it. So she gets away with it because she's high up in the church. Anyhow, what my wife said... <laughs> Um, Father Paul comes into the church and he's wearing the wrong vestments. He's wearing the the white and gold vestments. And according to the Catholic calendar, it is ordinary time when they're doing the thing. And they say that before I think he shows up. Maybe, maybe. Something Um, Something like that. But as soon as Sarah heard that it was ordinary time, she was like, what the hell is he doing in those vests? He should be wearing green. <laughs> she got immediately upset. She's like, what is this? Like, they did everything else right. Why is he wearing that? And then, like, at the end of the sermon, Bev points it out that he's wearing the wrong vestments. And she's like, okay, yep. good. Okay. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. They, they, they did so much good research on this mm-hmm. show. So, like, I heavily applaud you know, all of it. Like the- you know how many movies... I've watched that have depictions of the Catholic Church. I never knew that they wore different color vestments on certain days. Yes. I never knew that. Yeah, it's like most people, when they get out, they just want to present the image that we know of it. They don't want to dive exactly, like, too deep into it. And that's what I loved about this show because, again, I know people are going to get mad at me for it. 
But there is an occult-like nature specifically to Catholicism. Mm. And how this show presents that, both the good and the bad, the tight-knit community and the Bev Keen who uses religion like a weapon rather than like uh, just, you know, most of the people are good-natured people. They want to do good. Bev, she is very self, like, motivated. Motivating, I guess. Like, she's, she's looking out for herself. She doesn't really care about the community. She just cares about herself and her, her image, I guess. Right. And, and, and being perceived as a zealot. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, I won't, I won't try to, again, I apologize to people out there with religion if I'm being offensive. I'm trying not to be because it's like, I do respect your, uh, b- your beliefs and like people's faith, but I just love looking into a religion like this, how this show does specifically through the fact that uh, once Father Paul comes into town, once he he shows up, weird shit starts to happen. Yeah, there's a storm, and there's uh, when the storm's over with, there are hundreds of dead cats littering the beach. Yeah, which I feel like they don't <laughs> actually ever touch that. I I just heard no, it's yeah they they don't kind of, but it's 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 more of a shout out or like an Easter egg to to yeah. to those vampire stories of that that that's. That significant hatred of cats. I see. And yeah, and it's it's beautiful because so I didn't know anything about this show coming in. You had told me about it. You were just like, hey, we should do Midnight Mass. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. What is that? And I look it up and I see Mike Flanagan. I was like, oh, fuck. Hell yeah, I'm in. And so I didn't want to do research after I saw Mike Flanagan's name. I just wanted to watch it. But the poster art, the, the, the cover art or whatever you want to call it for the show on Netflix had a very strong vampire t- feel to it. Oh yeah, like I could feel the vampire on it. Yeah. Yeah. And so when so when I was when so when I was watching that first episode, I'm just like, okay, so I I assume th- they're going to get to vampire somehow, but I was like, I don't I don't know what we're doing. Like he he was hinting at it pretty well, but he wasn't right. going to blatantly do it. And then when it when it ends with dead cats on the beach, I was just like, oh shit, this is going to be fun. And it just it, it gets weirder from there. It gets wildly it weirder. Does. I don't want to spoil too much of that kind of plot stuff. But right. the more you get of the vampire idea, just the more enthralling this story is. It it's so sure does. I will say that it starts off with little things and then turns yeah. into minor miracles. That's what I'll say. Um, yeah. To, to and I love that, too. Yeah, I do, too. Uh, yeah. But just like there's so fucking much that we we I would like to talk about, so I think a wall is appropriate. But yeah, maybe we will put that wall up after we take a soda pop break. Yes, let us do that first. Let us let us go ahead and take a soda pop break. I think okay. soda pop, soda pop. So deep, soda pop, soda Okay, I'll be right back. Hello, spoiler avoiders. Been a long time, huh? Well, go to 45.53 if you want to avoid them. Wow, <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> I never knew what the lyrics were, so I always just went, but I believe, but I but I true. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Like an hydro. 
At one point, I knew a good, good portion of the lyrics for it. That it's where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? I know that, but there's a moment where he like just screams it out real loud at the beginning. He's like, like he doesn't say where did you come from? Where did you go? He literally is saying something else. (laughs) If it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe, I'd been married long Long time time ago. ago. That's if it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe. (laughs) I never knew what he said. I did it at uh, karaoke yeah. one time, which that was a mistake. <laughs> karaoke generally is a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, you just start speaking like the Jadoon from Doctor Who, just Rojo, Gojo, Mojo, Go, Rojo. I think we're back, yeah? Okay, I guess we're back. <clears throat> we're behind a, safe, safe behind a spoiler wall. Uh, I want to start off first without a, a big spoiler. Um, I already forgot what I was going to talk about. Dang it. Oh. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. We're safe behind the spoiler wall. I'll cut all that out. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to talk about. It just hit a hit a brick wall immediately. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> we are talking about Midnight Mass. I hope that helps. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was just, there was one, there was one, there's something specific I was going to, oh, I remember now. Okay. It was about uh, one thing that goes hand in hand with Catholicism. I'm not saying uh, Catholics are drunks here. I'm just saying Alcoholics Anonymous is a very uh, Catholic-esque program. It has very similar tenets and everything. And I I do believe they also force you to pray to God in many of those. Yeah, Um, yeah, you're supposed to believe in a higher power. Yeah, just like the Freemasons. They won't accept me. Bastards. Well, that you, you would have to do. <laughs> Riley Flynn does talk about the alternative, the godless alternative, yeah. and I don't yep. remember what it was. I'm sorry, I don't remember either. But no. If you do a quick Google, if you're if you do need help, this series talks right now. Yes, if you need help. Do do a Google search for alternatives to AA, and it will be there. For yeah. You. For real, it, it, it but it it shows that nature of a, and it talks about the, the you know the positives of just having somebody to talk to because right. Riley, who's who's Zach who plays Riley? Let me look that up real quick. Zach Gilford. Thank you, Zach Gilford, and he is very good at being very emotion. Like he's not cold. He's not emotionally he's cold, broody. but he looks emotionally. Yeah, hey, broody. Thank you. Yeah, he definitely looks perfect for the role in that regard. All right, he pulls it off really well. But uh, he, when he comes to the island, because uh, he had a, a an, an alcoholic incident yes. uh, earlier before the show started, I guess. Right. I, I guess we're behind a spoiler wall. He he had a car accident while drunk and killed a woman. Right. And him. and she just haunts his dreams. Yeah. Like, well, she doesn't haunt his dreams. She haunts him like prior to him going to sleep. Like right. he sees her at the end of every day before he goes to sleep. It's the imagery is. It's, so chilling. It's really well done. It's beautiful, really, but yes, yeah. chilling. And and I fucking love it. But it's uh b- because of that incident he went to jail. Right. And he's he after after being released, he comes back to his family on the island. It was 5 years. And uh, when he comes back to the island, he still has to attend AA meetings. Right. And he can only do that by going all the way back to the mainland and attending those meetings. Well, Father Paul offers him the alternative of just doing them with him, and you see, you see, you see how he brings all that, uh, the religion aspect and everything into AA. There's a lot of positives. There's a lot of negatives. 
And I love how this show explores that. Yeah. It's like, because addiction is a thing. It, it definitely is. A, it's a very serious issue. And for some, religion is the perfect way to get out of it. Yeah. And for others, like Riley, you see that struggle because he doesn't really believe. He did and before. He did before he did. the accident. The accident was actually his inciting incident to evaluate his his belief. Because his yeah. thought was, if there really was a god, why would he allow my drunk ass to kill this young woman who had a very right. promising future? Uh, a lot of people out there who are religious who might be turning away from this show because of how I'm talking about it. Uh, one of the positives to this show is it takes a very agnostic approach. It takes a very yeah. middle line because by the end of it, y- you could easily argue that that woman's uh, death, that that horrible inciting incident for this character to uh, you know examine themselves in their lives, right. it was all part of you know it could have all been part of God's plan because when he gets to the ending, his his uh, his ending in the show that is like. Uh, where his character is at at the end of the show, it's a, it's a beautiful like show of his development. Yes, of him yes. coming to a to the right moment at the right time to do the exact thing that's needed to save lives. Yeah, it's so, like it's it's a very good uh, good uh, moment. It was and, very sad though, and uh, yeah, and just the right kind of horrific. Uh, Aaron right. Green, uh, his love interest, I'll say was a part of that yeah. uh, scene. I'll, that's all I'll say. I, I don't want to give details to it. Yeah. And uh, she's played Kate's, by uh, Kate uh, Siegel, yeah. Mike Flanagan's wife. I did so, not know that. But she, she, I liked yeah, her she, a lot in this show. And I feel yeah. like I recognize her from something else. She was in uh, She was in House on Haunted Hill, or oh. Haunting of Hill House, sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, she's. I think she honestly might have been in a lot of his... He, she, I don't think she's been in everything that he's done, but she's been in a lot of his projects. Wow. She was in Hush. And she has a lot of good... Yeah. Oh, yeah, she was in Hush, yeah. I don't. Oh, did he do Hush, too? I don't know. Let's see. Might have. Yes. Mike Flanagan did... Directed? Hush. God, such a magnificent person. I love him. <laughs> he's got such a good filmography. And and, Aaron, uh, and Kate Siegel playing Aaron Green, she has a lot of good monologues throughout the, the show. She's got a lot of good moments where she gets the shine because she is a uh, single mother-to-be and in a Catholic community. Right. Uh-oh. Well, you she know, was... That raises questions. I think she was married to the person, and then she left after she found out she was uh, pregnant. Yeah, because I think he I think that might be right. Abusive. That is a spoiler, but once again, behind the wall. So. And also, it's, it's, it's like it's, a background it's, story thing. It not plot. Yeah. So fuck. There's a lot that happens before the show takes place. Oh yeah. So like, they're, they're, yeah, you do and a very good job at uh, making it that the first episode is not the beginning of these people's lives. They do a very yeah. good job of that. Yeah, and and they explore so many different characters motivations backstories oh, like it's beautiful it's like so well joe, done with all the characters um joe collie played by robert robert longstreet he would he oh is he the the town, the town drunk drunk yes yeah uh, he also was involved in an accident 
that took the ability to walk from another character. I forget what that young woman's name was. Lisa. It's Lisa. That's the character's name, played by Anara uh, Kaimone. Uh, and she was the daughter of the mayor, too, right? Daughter of the, the mayor, that's right, yes. Yeah. But I also don't remember what his name was. Right. There's so many freaking characters. So there's it's a such lot a of huge characters. And, and, and they do a great job of making them all relevant. Uh, yeah. They all have good moments. Like, I mean, some of those moments kind of just come at the end when it's, you know, like, got to give them a moment. Right, but right. still, still, there's, still, there's so many good... I mean, there's even the sheriff... Uh, Sheriff Hassan. Um, yes. Oh, I, I got my really notes. Like Rahul. Yeah, Rahul Kohli. Kohli? Is the actor. I think. Well, uh, I have... Kali? Oh, Ali was the kid who must also be... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, his name is Why also not, yeah. Rahul, so it, I got confused. His name is Arul yeah. Aburi, uh, playing his son, yeah. Ali. And they are the only Muslims in, like, the tri-state area. No, that's not true. <laughs> they have to go to the mainland to attend the mosque. And there is this plot where Bev is basically trying to convert Ali. And he is interested yeah. in the church because, as we said, there are these minor miracles happening. Minor miracles. All of his, <clears throat> all of his friends from school go there. Right. Like yeah. he's tired of he's tired of feeling singled out. Right. In regards to the town, like there, there's a lot, there's a good view of that too of this uh, of you know the the Muslim community yeah. trying to live in that society is really I wonderful. Thought there was too. really good commentary on that. With that is particularly in yeah. the PTA meeting where they get to directly yeah. debate it. There's a lot that Coley says that is really poignant and and stuck with me as as really good arguments of like just be tolerant you fucking assholes yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's always how i felt about the the thing anyways it's like you guys literally worship the same god even if you don't think you do um (laughs) rough grounds there i got in a debate with uh, a relative over that at one point that turned into a screaming match and i was like okay but <laughs> i mean yeah but it's it's a beautiful beautiful peering into that and like every every big message they have is huge i'm trying to think of the big spoilers i know i want to talk the ending yeah i guess there's really the only two things i really want to talk about now is just the vampire and the ending why i don't like the ending but first the vampire when you yeah. first see the vampire uh sorry I'm 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 using the character's name wrong. When you first see the angel, the angel, it is yes. called the angel. It's not called the vampire. It's not ever. It's ne- I don't think it's ever referred to as a vampire. No, nope, it might I be. Don't. Uh, let's see. It's. I know the cast list and character thing calls it just the angel, and I love that. It just says. I the love angel. it. I love it. That's good. It's beautiful, and but the angel when you first see it. It's very much like a, it kind of looks a little bit Nosferatu jokey-ish. Like, it's very tall, very thin, uh, kind of in the shadows. It looks yeah. a little goofy. It's the figure on the beat. And, like, the more <laughs> the more you see it, though, as the show develops, it gets goofier and goofier. <laughs> but somehow, by the time you get to that last episode, it's terrifying. <laughs> like, I don't understand how it happened. <laughs> like, I don't know where the switch is. But, like, when you first see it, you're just kind of like, <laughs> 
<laughs> that's your vampire. I like it. It's goofy. It's kind of funny. And then by the episode six, I'm just like, oh my god, he's so intimidating. Yes. <laughs> it's just uh, those fingers, those wings. Very well portrayed by Quentin Voice Claire. Yeah, he he did a very very good angel. And uh, you know that. Yeah. What I liked about the show is that Father Paul keeps on saying every time that angels are mentioned in the Bible, the people were terrified. So this yeah. is. Don't be afraid. That's that's what what what's going on here, and I'm like, yeah. oh my god! It's just like you can argue anything, <laughs> and and they'll believe it. Yeah, it's it's really well done. It, it really is, and like that's what I loved about it is again there is there's dark sides of every single kind of religion or faith. There's dark sides to atheism, agnosticism. Like of course there is, mm-hmm. but like. It's it's beautiful to just like to look at that congressional behavior and shape it like that. If you have like the perfect brims like fire and brimstone speaker like Paul is, like he Hamish Linklater does some great fucking sermons throughout this whole show. And they're all so good that it's just like me as an atheist, like when I went to church, I was usually bored because I did not have those kind of those kind of leaders. Uh I think I think Methodists refer to them as either reverends or preachers. I think preachers. That's what we called them. Yeah. We didn't have that. And, you know, it was my, mine were older kind of like softly spoken gentlemen who relied on PowerPoints and, and the coming age technology of, you know, being able to click through a PowerPoint to guide you. Mm-hmm. Boring. I almost always fell asleep during church or like turned to toys or something to play with. If father, if, if, if father, uh, Paul was my, uh, leader, my yeah, faith leader. I could have, I could have easily eaten that shit up, like yeah, really, because he very, he delivers a great sermon. Yeah, he's very convincing. He's he's very warm too. Like yeah, when he's doing the ritualistic bits, it's like he knows he's doing a ritual thing and he's getting through it. But he's also putting the emphasis on the words that make you understand it a little bit better. Yeah. So when he's able to do. I, I wish I knew the words of the different parts of the sermon, but when he gets to do the part where he gets to use his own words that he's written, it's so good. It is so good. And it yeah. did remind me of a lot of pastors that I had growing up, uh, particularly the main one I had growing up. He was, he was a very good orator. It definitely reminded me of him. Like I, I've known people in my life that are these good orators and, who seem like they do truly believe in the faith that they're preaching. Uh, yeah. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, dude, dude earns all the praise he gets for this role because he knocked it out of the park. It's it's still the one thing. Like we watch, we both watched this more than a month ago. Yeah, maybe even two time. months ago. Yeah, and and like the one thing out of everything that clearly resonates resonates with me still was uh, was his performance. It's so good. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. But let's, uh, if you're ready, let's talk the ending. Yeah, let's, um, uh, before we tear down the wall. Yes. Yeah, before, well, yes, yes. I want to, I want to spoil some shit. Uh, so like, if you're really not interested, get, like, go to whatever timestamp I gave you at the beginning of the wall now. Like, cause I'm going to start spoiling shit. Uh, so Riley basically sacrifices himself, the Alcoholics Anonymous kid, uh, that we talked about earlier. Yeah. He, he is, uh, converted to a vampire against mm-hmm. his will. He's attacked, basically. 
And Father Paul is like, I didn't want you to die. I got you. You know, he's like, we've we've developed a relationship through our our uh, our bonding as yeah. you know in this Alcoholics Anonymous class. I feel like I've gotten to know you. I feel like I can save your soul. That kind of stuff. And you know, and and Riley doesn't like necessarily disagree with any of that because he is like, you know, you have been a very good healing figure in my mm-hmm. life, in my mind, helping me, you know, become a better person. But at the same time, he doesn't want to be a vampire. You know, he's, he doesn't yeah. like what the, the urges he's getting. So, he takes Bev. Uh, no, sorry, not Bev. He takes Aaron, uh, Aaron Green, his love interest, all the way out to the water. Right. In the at, at, at night. The dream that he's and then when the Yeah. And he tells her, he tells her everything about, you know, his, like, what he, like, who he is, how he's come to be this, like, all of it. He, t- he just lays his soul bare. And then the sun comes up. He burns because he's a vampire, and but he tells her to run. That was his last thing. It's like, please, I know what you're going to do. Don't do that. Run away instead. Obviously, she can't do that being who she is. So, she's got to go back to the town and save people. What I don't like, what I don't like is during that final episode, pretty much the, the majority of the town is either converted to vampires or killed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the survivors have this bright idea of burning down all of the buildings. Okay? Uh, so that they can't... The, yeah, yeah. Like, a certain be- yeah. percentage of the survivors. When you say survivors, yeah. like, this, this, most of the survivors are vampires at this point. That's right. Like, that, yeah. yeah. That's why. Not just but all like the, the around and burn down their houses. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the, the rebellious force is still alive. Yes. The tiny few humans of, of this town... They, they decide to burn everything down at night. They're trying to burn down all these buildings. Why that's dumb. If you've ever read a vampire novel, ever, in your life, you know they're all going to go to the same area to hide. I don't know why, but they are. And that's exactly what happens is they're all going to go to the church and they're going to hide when the sun comes up. So you, as a human, instead of running around trying to burn down every fucking building at night, hide... Wait until the sun comes out, then burn down every fucking building. <laughs> Why? Why are they out there trying to do this? They're, like, they're, they're panicking. They're like, we got to get this done before day comes up and make sure they all go to one church. No, they're just going to do that. I don't know why, but they are. That's what every single vampire has ever done in any horror book. They all, all right, go to the all same right, place. It, before but it just go- it pissed me off because all of the people basically die trying to burn all these buildings down when the vampires are at their strongest form. Fucking stupid. None of it had to happen. None of that ending had to happen. Okay, so, okay. I feel like their fear was that they had no place to hide. But they're able to run around in the open so much and burn down so many buildings without ever getting caught. Yes. They could have hidden easily. (laughs) Easily. Okay, maybe that's true, but I feel like, as you said, in every single vampire novel or show, they all gather in one place. Maybe they're just trying to do something different. Maybe that was it. I maybe that was and that's it. fine. If Mike Flanagan was thinking that, if he's like, it can't end that way, I got to put a little twist on it. Then he should have done that, put a little twist on it, looked at it, read it, and go, oh, that's why they end it that way. Scrap. They all go to the church. 
If you burn them down, we have some actual survivors, not just two <laughs> random kids floating off at sea who missed it all. Like, oh, I hated that pretty much every character died except for two kids. Like, um, I liked that ending because it was just like a nice cap to the story. It felt more like a short story than, you know, a series that could go on yeah. forever. So I do like the finality of it. But I think maybe there was something about him wanting to get the angel off that night, off the island, that is. Well, yeah, they, so they, they wanted to make sure the they got the angel killed. The boats. Yeah. That was the first thing they did. And then, yes, right. I guess they could have adapted something closer to your plan. But they did. <laughs> and it was still good. No, they did. And the effect of all it those was- people burning. Okay, that was gross, yeah. but also worth it. Yeah, it was It was a great, it still was a good ending. Yeah. I'm not, I, I hate it, but it was still good. <laughs> like, I love this show. It definitely felt like a Stephen King kind of ending, in my opinion. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's written this story. It's called Salem's Lot. It's it's literally, <laughs> yeah. you know, a small, like, small, tight-knit town with all of their drama and all their issues. And then here comes a vampire in the mix, and it all goes to fucking hell. Like, and then it's, some it's, of it's those a fun story. Show up in other novels for no apparent reason. There, there's a reason. It's explained. <laughs> you just have to read other novels of his. <laughs> <laughs> it's all connected, man. It's one giant spider web. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, even though I, even though I say I hate the ending, it's not. It's not entirely true. I do think it's a good ending. It's just it, I. I think the decisions made by the characters at the end are just dumb. I think I, I understand where they're coming from. I understand their fear, but they, I think it's more important that somebody survives to tell the tale. Yeah, and that 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 that, that the two people who do survive aren't kids, because <laughs> the public nobody's gonna believe not gonna that. believe. Yeah, nobody's gonna believe two kids. Nobody would believe an adult either. Like hell no. It's like, but yeah, Let, a group uh, of people point you to Green Acres, uh, the local. <laughs> green acres is the place to be <laughs> oh jesus that's probably insensitive <laughs> let's tear down the wall and do some closing let's statements yeah let's do it i do uh i do know that even though i've been praising this movie saying that it's so perfect that it's everything for me i, I know like, people are gonna be like well definitely four stars i give it three and a half stars okay. it's not four stars okay. i'm sorry i love it a lot it's a great horror show again beautiful in the fact that it's uh a limited uh you know yes. seven episodes how i could have questioned it being any other number than seven i don't know I but don't it's know. definitely seven yeah, it's 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 about Catholicism, man. It's yeah, gotta be seven. Or three. Or it's gotta be one of those. <laughs> well, I love it. It's it's such a fun show. Great acting. Um there are some like small stale moments, but like I don't care. It's it's so fun. It's so well researched, well presented. Great fucking job. I can't wait for more Mike Flanagan. Yeah, yeah, give us another show and well we'll review it. <laughs> um, yeah. Come on our show. I, give it, you know, I think, I'll, you know what, I'm going to give it a face and a half. It probably is one of my, it's it's definitely up there for vampire stories for me. I can't actually think of something that I think that tops it. 
off the top of my head. It's very true. You know, I, I think before this, it would have been Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I haven't seen whatever the fuck, the one that Brad Pitt's in. I haven't seen that one. But the one that Brad Pitt's in? The interview of a vampire. Isn't that Brad Oh, Pitt? that's a, yeah, the Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise. That's a good one. Okay. Well, I'll um, give it a face and a half. It's a good series. Um, I like the ending. You didn't like the ending, but I'll have to listen to yeah. what we Yeah, I like it in a different way. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the show. That's it's it's show. easy recommend. Yeah, definitely go check out Midnight Mass if you haven't already. Uh, maybe wait until Halloween time. It's a little nicer around then. I would say, yeah, um, yeah it's a good Halloween yeah. show. Yeah, you don't have to wait, of course, no. but I would, Watch I would say, you know. Watch it now! Do it! Inject yourself with Hot Midnight Mass! Hot Midnight Mass. Hot, yeah, Hot Midnight Mass. <laughs> Inject yourself with Hamish Linklater. <laughs> <laughs> I've been the Great Traveler from Gorsh. Love you guys. And I and gals. am the Faceless Leo. And gentle folk. Uh, if you would, please... We'd appreciate if you check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash greenfaceless. Until next time, safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.